Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Formula One episode from You Thought Sports. Today, we'll be discussing our biggest takeaways from this weekend's Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona, where Sebastian Vettel's legacy lies as he becomes the second ever driver to record 3,000 total points in Formula One, and discuss whether we think Ferrari, Racing Point, or McLaren will finish third in the constructor standings this year. Before we jump into our video, I want to remind you to subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify so we know what you like and can help create better content. But Jared, we'll get it started with you. What are your biggest takeaways for this weekend's Spanish Grand Prix? Um, so I'll start with Red Bull for me. I think the key for Verstappen's races is always to pass Bottas as quickly as possible and keep him behind. He seems to be good, at least at keeping Bottas behind. We don't really know how good he can keep Lewis behind, honestly, just because he hasn't been ahead of Lewis that much. And in the one race where he was, Lewis was kind of non-threat uh, at that point. Um, I think with, um, so it's nice to see him split the Mercedes. I think with Alex Albon, I'm sure there's some people that are going to be like, wow, he only, what, he only got P8, something like that. But his finish position wasn't really his fault. They pitted onto hard tires like they were going to finish the race on those. And then they ended up not. So he kind of got stuck behind traffic and stuff. Um, so I'm, I feel bad for how his race went. Um, second takeaway is that, yeah, Racing Point has like very good pace, a very good one lap pace. Not great, the greatest lap pay the entire race pace, I guess. I think that um, Verstappen seems to have like tire management, those kind of things, a little more ironed out than the Racing Point drivers do. But I think that the Racing Point car honestly might be better than the Red Bull's car. It's it's very good. Um, so those are kind of my two big takeaways. What about you, Luke? Yeah, I was gonna talk about Racing Point as well, just because what you mentioned with. Um, just the pace of that car, I think, is really incredible. Like, you so said, they don't have tire management down like Verstappen does, and just maybe not as experienced drivers, but they still, despite all of that, finished fourth and fifth this weekend, and they've been improving week by week, sort of um, getting to the upper tiers, and they're qualifying better than they were, and I just have been very impressed with Racing Point now. Again, you could say, yeah. you know, they just copied Mercedes' car, but I think they, <laughs> they looked very good this weekend, too. Um in terms of overall broader takeaways too, I think something that struck me is just it was just another race of the same what we've been seeing the past few weeks. Yeah. Hamilton first, Verstappen and Bottas battling it out for second, and then just sort of like <laughs> anyone's guess as to who's behind that. Like <laughs> anyway, I mean you can guess a general order, but yeah. um, you know, you're seeing this season sort of settle into like a rhythm where it's almost certainly going to be Lewis at this point that wins the championship. Yeah. Verstappen and Bottas, one of them will get second and it's looking at like Verstappen now just because he's got some momentum. But I think this race just sort of like reaffirmed what was happening. And also speaking of Mercedes, there's a lot of talk and discussion about like their overalls and uniforms that they were wearing. They oh, wore yeah? black for the first time ever. And apparently both Lewis and Bottas were complaining about how hot it was. Bottas <laughs> lost three kilograms over the course of the race well wow. and which is like what an hour and a half so i think i don't know for their own driver's performance sake i think mercedes might want to move <laughs> away from that in a direction just because i don't know if it makes you lose that much weight in one race it's probably not good for your overall performance <laughs> yeah keep that i like the black cars yeah but we don't really even see the overall so it's it's fine exactly. if they change the suits uh yeah on same on mercedes too there there's talk that they might be banning the extra powerful qualifying modes called party modes 
that they think Mercedes is using to gain an advantage. Um, there's a lot of talk on that. I don't really know how I feel about that. I kind of don't like it because Mercedes is using is is like they're not breaking any rules. They literally are just making the best car possible, and everybody else it's everybody else needs to catch up to Mercedes. We don't need to bring yeah. Mercedes back. And even there's talk that the, the the party mode ban will actually push Mercedes further because other other teams' party modes are keeping them up with Mercedes essentially. Because even in practice sessions, when presumably they don't use party mode or in the races, they're still faster. They're still faster. So I, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. But yeah, I agree. I don't know if like innovation is necessarily like a bad thing on their behalf. Like yeah. like you said, it, like pushes everyone to be better. But another takeaway I had, speaking of someone that doesn't seem to be innovating, is Ferrari. I think this week you just sort of kind of saw what happens to them when they don't have Charles Leclerc's driving ability to bail them out. Like, yeah. He, he couldn't finish. He had to retire, finish in 20th. And it was just another week of Vettel and the crew arguing over the radio. And he finished P7, which is like better than he's done a lot this season, but it's still a pretty unimpressive finish of what you expect of Ferrari, especially given you know, the recent success. Yeah. I'm not too down on Ferrari. Actually, we'll get into it later when we talk about okay. the third constructors championships. Cause I think Vettel oftentimes does seem to cover when Leclerc isn't having a great race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have faith in them and we, yeah, we'll get back into it a, a little bit later. Speaking of another team that's going to be competing for the best of the rest, maybe third McLaren actually had a pretty good race. Their pit strategy was really good actually with signs going from soft and then again to soft seemed to work out really well past a bunch of people um, ended up finishing sixth kind of like where they should finish on a good day to be honest like mercedes mercedes and max are pretty much always going to finish ahead of them the racing points a lot of times are probably going to finish ahead of them i think so six is pretty good that's where you're battling with like albon and leclerc to get that spot i think that's pretty good um and good for carlos to finally get like a pretty good result a better result than he's been getting uh, Norris in 10th is fine. You know, it's great to get points at least. Um, it's, it's good that both of their drivers, McLaren and Ferrari are doing it differently where Ferrari is kind of getting all their points with Leclerc and then signs and Norris are like kind of splitting it for McLaren. Um, so they do a good job of covering when one has a good race, the other doesn't. It seems like that happens a lot with them too, but yeah. Well, given my mid table update team of the week, um, a team who doesn't at this point look to be competing for third overall, is yeah. Renault, who had maybe their worst week all season. There was some, like, uh, you know, some brief optimism in their practice where it looked like, you know, they had somewhat of a fast car, but in qualifying, Ricardo qualified P13 and only moved up to P11. Yeah. Ocon finished P13. So neither of them was particularly impressive. And while there, it looked like they were almost, like, stagnating a little bit at the beginning of the year, like, their car might not have been improving, but it wasn't getting worse. And they were, like some signs that they could be doing well, like Ricardo's P4. But it looks like at this point, everybody else is sort of improving and they're either staying the same or regressing a little bit. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out well for them this year. So, Yeah, I agree. It doesn't look like they are bringing big improvements to the car or improvements that are working, at least. Um, That's why Ricardo's leaving, you know? (laughs) so Exactly. That's why he's going to (laughs) McLaren. Yeah. But... Yeah, we'll see. But speaking of drivers who are going to be leaving, uh, we talked a little bit about him earlier, but Sebastian Vettel this week became the second ever driver after Lewis Hamilton to surpass 3,000 total F1 points, which is obviously very impressive. Yeah. 
Um, but despite winning the Drivers' Championship every year between 2010 and 2013, he hasn't won a Drivers' Championship since he joined Ferrari in 2015. Uh, while he had some second-place finishes in there, the decline he had has been especially pronounced this year, where he seems every week to be arguing with his crew yeah. and just really can't put in good finishes. So, Jared, then I pose the question to you, and we'll discuss this a little bit. What do you think Vettel's legacy is as he wraps up his time with Ferrari? He's leaving at the end of the year. Yeah. And do you think the sort of failure to win a driver's championship at Ferrari at all tarnishes his legacy? Um, No, I don't think it's going to tarnish his legacy because there's a lot of other drivers that haven't really been able to get it done with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Kind of since Michael Schumacher, obviously, and then since Kimi Raikkonen. Like Fernando mm-hmm. Alonso kind of didn't really get it done. Um, and he's... I feel like generally considered to be one of the greats when all his when his winning was at like Renault, Renault McLaren, and then when he got to Ferrari, he he kind of didn't really get it done. And I think Mercedes, like it's not like Vettel Vettel obviously hasn't won a championship at Ferrari, but it's not like he had all bad seasons. There were some seasons where he's really cha- challenging Hamilton for the championship. And I think like Mercedes Mercedes's dominance is dominance is unprecedented in a way that. I don't think you can hold it against Vettel too much, and he'll be remembered more, I think, for his Red Bull days than his Ferrari days anyway, I think. Because he, like, I mean, yeah, he built the Red Bull team, kind of, you know, so. No, I mean, I agree, and I think looking back on it, he'll be seen as someone who had, like, sort of a dominant start but couldn't quite hang on to it due to mostly circumstances out of his control, like you sort of mentioned. Like, And he did put in a lot of good performances in the Ferrari car, finishing second overall in 2017, and in 2018 and i think he just sort of ran into a lot of forces moving against him in the fact that like you said the mercedes car was so good yeah lewis hamilton happened to be the person driving the mercedes car and he's one of maybe one of if not the greatest drivers ever in formula one so i don't think he'll be maybe considered like top top tier all time but he had that dominant run in the early 2010s Mm -hmm. i don't think this necessarily tarnishes his legacy his run with Ferrari, though I think if anything, it just sort of like ends his legacy or his time in Formula One on like a sad note this year because it's just sort of like yeah you know ending with a, a whimper like you see him fighting every week with the crew. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will. Really amount to anything. I will say though, if he like, if he like podiums or like wins at Monza or like in or the other Italy race, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. That, then it's going to be like, oh, what a storybook ending. You know what I mean? That's going to be... Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. going to be the... Which would be nice. But um, yeah, I feel like he's kind of like a... Basically, any player that played in the 90s in the NBA, that's kind of like mm-hmm. Vettel right now. Yeah, it's just, I just agree. like you, you're, they were great players, but they just ran into Michael Jordan, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Where it's like he's, he's, Vettel's a great driver. He just ran into Lewis Hamilton on Mercedes, you know? Yeah. He, he's the Akeem one, which he did yeah. get some of those titles, but like for the most part, just completely blanked by like the most dominant force in the history of the sport. Yeah. That's a good analogy, I think. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, all right, well, let's transition into our final topic. After this week's Spanish Grand Prix, the race for third is very tight. Right now, Racing Point holds the position at 63 points, which is counting their 15-point deduction already. McLaren has 62, and Ferrari has 61. And obviously, Mercedes and Red Bull are 1 and 2. So, Lucas, I ask you, which team is most likely to capture the third spot when the year has wrapped up? I like Racing Point. In this race and i mentioned it earlier i think they have just one of the fastest like lap pace cars and i think 
that obviously helps, even if they don't necessarily have tire management or sort of those aspects of it down. I think just having so quick a car helps, which, you know, they copy a lot of it from Mercedes, but what can you do? Um, they're moving in the right direction. I can see them snagging a podium really soon. Um, even when they had to sub out Perez because he had COVID, Hulkenberg came in and in his one race he was able to race. Mm-hmm. He, you know, put in a points finish. And I just don't think you see the level of consistency, um, at least in the past few weeks, from the other teams that Racing Point has put in. McLaren, despite a hot start, seems to have slid back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Sainz and Norris do, like, split it evenly, which is good, in which you aren't relying on one driver to get all of your points. But... I don't know. Like you said, six is what you might expect, but they just don't seem to be consistently putting in those results, and that worries me a little bit. And I just don't think, again, they have as fast of a car. And speaking of over-reliance on one drivers, I know you might dispute this a little bit, but I think Ferrari is a little bit over-reliant on Charles Leclerc. Like, yes, Vettel mm-hmm. picked up the slack a little bit this week and was P7, but I don't know. P7 isn't P3 or P4, which are the performances you've seen Leclerc put in. So yeah. I just think if Leclerc sort of like falls out and has a bad race... I don't know if Ferrari necessarily has what they need to pick up the slack. So I think, honestly, if I'm going to pick anyone to finish fifth out of those three teams, I think I might pick Ferrari just because their car doesn't seem to have it. I think they're over-reliant on Leclerc. The thing with Vettel's a nightmare. And I just don't think they have the speed that Racing Point does. So my pick overall, Racing Point. Jared, what about you? Yeah, I am actually going to agree that racing point will take third just for pretty much all the reasons you've mentioned at times. It looks like they could unseat Mercedes in a qualifying round, the racing point mm-hmm. car. And then obviously Mercedes just kicks it into some other gear and is, and is able to get rid of it. But racing point is the only team other than Mercedes, obviously to out qualify max at least twice. Ferrari's done it once, but other, other than that, nobody's out qualified max for Stappen besides Mercedes yeah. and racing point. So their pure pace. Yeah. is just, has to put him uh, in front. I think Ferrari's going to be fourth, though. McLaren's fifth. Uh, even though okay. I event at the start of the season, I picked McLaren to be, like, the best of the rest. I think they're kind of falling down towards, like, the mean, I guess. Um, yeah, back to, the, to their average, where they outperformed in the first couple races. So I think that... Because I, I think that Vettel is, like, getting a little more comfortable this year's car. I th- yeah, like I said, I think he covers when Leclerc has a bad when a bad race. Um, and of the six drivers, like between Racing Point, Ferrari, McLaren, Charles Leclerc is the best of them. So I want to lean that way, you know. Um, and like, think about it. if you take away their double their double DNF in the steering Grand Prix when they ran into each other, like who knows where they would be? They could be like 15 points ahead of Racing Point right now. Yeah. But and then also though, Racing Point has the 15 point deduction, so they would be like 16 points up on Ferrari right now. Which is why I think they'll kind of start to run away with the third spot, um, and yeah, just McLaren, yeah, they've just fallen back down to the to the earth, I guess, a little bit. So, yeah, agreed. If, if Charles Leclerc is the best driver um, amongst the six drivers on those three teams, who do you think is the second best? Yeah, that's like, a, that's such a good question. Close? No, it's really yeah. I think it's really close this year. If, like this year between Checo. Lance Stroll has been racing really well. Yeah, like, Lance Stroll's been really impressive. I was a doubter at the beginning of the year. Like, I, think <laughs> I, I told you this, and I might have yeah. said this on the podcast. I'm like, he's only there because his dad owns the team, but he's put in a lot of impressive performances like this whole season. Like, I think I've been swayed. He's been really good. Yeah, and like, I think I believe in the drivers' championship. He's even with Sergio Perez, which obviously Sergio Perez yeah. had two races eliminated from him. But um, 
Lance Stroll's doing well. I mean, I don't even know if I want to say who's better between Carlos and Lando. It's kind of hard to say right now because <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of them has a great race and then the other one's like, uh, and then the next one has a great race, blows out a tire, and then the other one's like, it's it's hard to say. Uh, I Okay, if you push me, though, what what my answer is to Charlotte Claire is the best out of them. I'd probably, I'd probably say Sergio Perez is the second best this year out of the rest of them. That's yeah, I'd agree it. with that. I think I think I could go with one of the racing point guys, and I think I'd give the edge slightly to Perez just because, yeah. you know, he has the one less race, which sort of makes up for his difference in the driver's Two standings. less. Two less, yes, that's yeah. right. He missed both of them. I forget because Hulkenberg yeah. didn't start the one race that that race, like, even existed <laughs> at the racing point. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll agree with that as well. Nice. Yeah, well, if you guys are watching, let us know what you think. Who do you think is going to hold on to the third spot? And which of the six drivers are, why don't, you, why don't you rank those six drivers? But that's going to end our episode. As Lucas said at the start of the episode, please like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We have a full episode on Apple Podcasts where on YouTube we just put excerpts. We really appreciate you guys listening. And if you comment, it'll let us comment and subscribe. It'll let us know what content is successful and it'll help us make the channel even better for you guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching and have a good week.